Hello everybody, this is Kevin, a podcast for me, a podcast for me, as well as a podcast for you. I'm your host, K-Dog, and I have a co-host named Ever. As always, in the podcast format, try to record an intro to kind of crystallize what the whole podcast is going to be about. This one I called Moronocast, but... (laughs) Basically, we're talking about because we watched, we we played that Final Fantasy VII remake on the PlayStation Four, and then me and Ever went back and forth about what a game was, and and then it got got me to think, what what makes a game good, you know? So I wanted to discuss that in depth, and we really do hammer those points out. We kind of veer off into some other kind of talk about COVID nineteen because that really consumes our lives at the moment. So, you know, without further ado, let's get into some some what makes games good, you know? All right. All right, we are recording. Hey, everybody, this podcast where we were doing a video talking about the finer things in life, about reviews and COVID-19, all that good happy horse shit. But really, we're actually two nerds talking about video games because that's what we need to talk about. So... Uh, last ooh, last podcast, we were doing a review of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and what we did, and you called me out in the beginning, which I didn't want to acknowledge until later on, until like I, I guess I had an epiphany, was that um, we were reviewing games as if like other magazines, but really that's not, it's not and we really got like, we really kind of got into it towards the end about the nature of a game and what makes it good. And then we were, I was trying to come up with some easy way of saying, yeah, let's just do add times 10 or was it double the number for gameplay and call that a thing. And if it was a movie and that was funny too, because it was such an organic thing that we did that with movies as well. We did the uh, rewatchability rewatchability. And we just kind of, I don't know where that came from. We just, we just shifted towards movies really quick about how we're going to review movies and um so what are your thoughts on that like on the reviewing of video games i mean uh, a lot of magazines when they review video games they assign equal weight to all the different parts and then they kind of yes average. yes and uh and i felt that we were kind of doing that, when we were mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. that but it's almost like to say that graphics is just as important as story well i don't think that makes a game replayable i mean final fantasy 7 doesn't look I'm talking about the original one. Final Fantasy VII doesn't look like, you know, Last of Us or something like that. I hear you. But what what makes a game good, though, if you think about it? Because you got Tetris, right? And then you got The Last of Us. Those are two different games. They're both good. We're going to play them again, but for different reasons. Now you start getting into, like, psychology and therapy, man. Everybody's got different needs, different things that they need. But what we're doing is reviewing it based on our... Right, based on our needs. Yes. You know, yeah. What, what what gets me going? Because there's people that don't like Tetris, right? Yeah. But I mean, Tetris has been around a long time in a bunch of different incarnations. Could I play the Game Boy version of Tetris? Yes, I could. I could probably play that for hours and hours and hours. Um, but for other people, that does that's not going to fill some kind of, you know, thing that makes their brain go ah, release endorphins. Yeah. That will. Uh, oh, okay. So. You have Uncharted, right? Uncharted 4. And that's a really good game. That is the culmination of all of Uncharted, right? And it's for free on the PlayStation 4. Well, it was. Never played any of them. Mm. Watched you guys play them. It, it never never itched the scratch that I had, you know? And that's where uh, that idea of different, 
different meats come from. I mean, I believe, I believe that you guys enjoy it and that you guys love it. And I believe when you guys say it's an awesome game, but it's but here's, but he, here's the, yeah, but here's the deal. Like, okay, I played it the one time and that's it. And like, I, I'm like, yeah, that was a great game. But is that just me giving into the hype of saying, oh, this is a good game? Yeah, totally. But in reality, I mean, I'm not playing it again. So what the fuck? You, I mean, I've known you for a long time. You're not really one to just kind of go with the crowd and really buy into hype. Uh, you might check it out because there is hype around it and you mm-hmm. want to talk about it later. But I don't think, like some people, where it's like you get locked into an idea and then you're married to it and you're just going to stay with that fucking idea even if you're and wrong. That's a lot of our friends. That's <laughs> I don't want to say that yeah, but that's that's our friends though. They get they get caught up in the this is the way it is and that's it, you know. We know that that yeah, that, and most people most people are like that, you know. But like what I want to say is though, okay, Uncharted, I liked it at the time, but I'm not talking about it, and I'm probably not going to revisit the game ever. And but it's a good game, and, and when you go back on it, and then we're going to review games. That's going to happen, but. How do we how do we go about that? Because like, okay, you're playing what The Witcher three. You say it's an awesome game and everything like that, but I mean, you're playing Final. Are you gonna go back to Witcher? I, I want to go back to Witcher. I want to finish it. it was, oh, Red Dead One. Uh, Red Dead One. I played through that once, and I played through um, the the Nightmare. Uh, okay. Once. Um. But it left the lasting impression on me. Uh, the story did. Okay. But I never replayed it. <laughs> okay, so like you see what I'm, you see my conundrum here. But here's the thing. So as a game, it was awesome. Okay. As a narrative, I think it was stronger, and that's what that's what made me play from the beginning to the end. Tetris doesn't have a narrative, but as a game, as something that you can jump into, play, 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 without having to invest a lot of time into it, you could just stop what you're doing, do that. And then come out of it and go back into your world, you know. I, I think it has a uh, 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 it meets a different need, you know, because some people need those short bursts. It's like it's like a uh, breakpoint versus Call of Duty. Breakpoint takes a lot of investment, you know. Uh, you got to go through the story missions and you got to build out your character and you got to work on your loadout and stuff. Call of Duty, you could jump in and it's like paintball. You jump in, you go through, you you have action, 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 action. You can play it for an hour and you got your fix. Great point. You can't just play for an hour. You really do have to do shit. Fuck out of it and grind some shit out. But, the, but they're they're different. They're different games in the sense of when we play them. We uh, we play them both. And it and what is what is that though? Because like okay, Call of Duty. We don't really need much time. We just get in and play it. But Ghost Recon. If we're like it's a Friday night, we got time. We're we're putting a session in for like fucking four or five hours. And then you got games like Destiny, right? And that's not a Call of Duty game, but we're gonna play it, and that's once again another six, twelve hours or some shit like that. And just hmm. if we're playing, if we're playing like the story missions and strikes and stuff, it's a lot like Breakpoint hmm. because it has these lulls, but they're good lulls because it gives us an opportunity to kind of reflect on what just happened in the fight, and then like work on our loadouts, you know, look at our loot. And then, all right, we're ready to right, strike, you know, and then yeah. go back in and then we're tuned up and we're fighting and we're doing shit. And then we come back down and then that gives us a chance to reflect again. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty doesn't really have that, you know. 
kind of, I mean, like, when it goes into the mat, the pre-match, you know, there's the, the lobby, you would call it, right? You know, maybe a minute. But yeah, that's it true. It doesn't have that same feel of you with your guys, like, back at the tower or on the farm or yeah. break, you know, back in Era 1 or – you know, at the campsite and actually showing your guys kicking back, you know? Yeah, that's the cool thing about Breakpoint. Ghost Recon Breakpoint, for those who aren't figuring out what we're talking about. But um, you get at the tent, and then you have that, like, respite, you know, we're just chilling and then getting your sh- our shit together. And I think more games should do that. But, okay, I think that I'm coming up with the thought process here. We should rate the game in one way, in the set in the settings that they are, and then have a different rating system for what kind of a game it is. Oh, shit. What? You know what Pandora does? Ooh. So when uh, – have you ever used Pandora for music? Oh, yeah, but I'm not really <laughs> – yes, but uh... – Follow me, follow me. Okay. So if you like a song, right, it runs an algorithm mm-hmm. that looks at everybody else that liked your song and their playlists. And then when you dislike or like another song, that it narrows it down. So it, it starts narrowing down your pattern of likes and dislikes to predict what kind of song you'll like later on. Because okay. maybe a song that it hasn't played, but based on your combination, think of like a lock, you know, or, 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 or like literally a combination lock, you know. You look at your combination of likes and dislikes and what you, you know, left, you know, neutral. Mm-hmm. And it looks at somebody else's pattern and maybe a song that they also liked and then throws it into your playlist to see if you'll like it or dislike it. And it starts to fine tune your playlist and it, and it, how it predicts. Okay. Okay. I know. I understand the algorithm. I get it. So, what, so if, what if we could develop an algorithm similar to that, but in a video game? So like, the review would say, hey, if you're a breakpoint guy or if you're, you know, you're going to like this game for these reasons. If you're a Call of Duty guy, you're going to like this game for these other reasons. If you're, you know, th- based on what people like and dislike. Now, it would take a pretty big sample size, you know, to start to, to, to draw that out. But that'd be something for like a review website, you know. I, I hear what you're saying and the – the purpose of the podcast or vodcast or how you want to call it is for us to break a game apart or movie, right? Break it apart and then present what we think are the best aspects, of course. And then at the very end say, would you, and this is, this is what I was going to get at earlier is would you watch it again? Would you watch it? Should you watch it? Fuck this movie or fuck this game. And I was thinking we should rate, these games and movies, you know, on our, on, on our scale, like just from one to 10, I think, I think that we should maintain the one through 10, right? Okay. Yeah, but, we, but we won't, huh. I still think we should get the gameplay a, a higher dose okay. higher. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll average it out and say, this is what this is. And then add another level to it and say, I would watch it again. I would play, just play it once. Because there is a difference between the game you play versus an experience and then you're done with it. And that, that's just as valid as a game that you would play over and over and over. 
I mean, there, there's a difference between a game you played once, you're like, yeah, it's good, it's, you know, whatever. There's also the game like, man, I fucking lived that. Same thing with movies. There's movies like you watched, they were really fucking good, or you watched again. No, no, probably not. <laughs> yeah, and not 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 a chance in hell. But it's, if it's like Top Gun or something like that, you gotta watch that like a hundred times, you know. And those are like same movies, you know, you know, but like. Uh, it, it, they're different values to people. So we would say something to the effect of uh, play it or watch it, you know, or fucking definitely buy it. How about that? Or rent it. We'll see. Again, you gotta, you gotta get down to different people's needs and different people's likes and dislikes. I don't care about them. What I care about is us. Right, so right. what I'm saying is we do our thing. If somebody's watching us and okay. You know, with what I'm saying, listening with what you're saying, okay, okay, they'll 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 figure it out on their own. If they say, "Man, I don't like this guy's taste in games," yeah, no, that's 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 natural, and I, I agree with you. And I've, I've I watched that. You remember the guy who reviewed Final Fantasy VII remake? The guy, the the, the uh, link I sent you, the donkey guy, and I have to say that guy he he did it real fast though, but he. He broke apart the aspects of the game. This is different from most reviewers. He broke apart the as some aspects of the game, some actual actual things that you would uh, critique, and then say he shit on it. But he would then say it's still a good game though. And I just thought that's what we could be in, in, as reviewers is that we could critique a game and then really show like because I see a lot of reviewers they review games or movies or something like that and they're like they're talking really good about it. And then they start talking shit about it and then they give it a nine. And you're like, what the fuck is a nine coming from? If you just shat on it for like 13 minutes. So why the fuck are you giving it a nine? Like if you watch an IGN um, review of a game, it's weird because they'll just be like, oh, I don't like, like, oh, for instance, Assassin's Creed Origins, right? Like if you played that game, there's a lot of fucking glitches in it. It's a fun game. Am I playing it again? No. Is it a riveting story? No. There's nothing, there's nothing good in it. I played Mass Effect Andromeda. I okay. It. I finished it. I I enjoyed playing it. Um, but there was so a lot of glitches. Once I left it, I was done. I didn't feel the need yeah. to go back and, and try to, you know, fine tune my gameplay in it. Um, Final Fantasy. I feel like the end game was really strong. Uh, yeah, with the hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this hard mode jumping, you know, to different chapters. Yeah. Like. Uh, you're almost like time traveling within the story. Mm -hmm. I think that was a great utilization of New Game Plus. They used to do that back in the day, but th this really did it well. And I have to say that the gameplay of that game is uh, like crazy good. It's but, really good. But the story is terrible. Again, uh, uh, it was an engine. I, I think he, I, the, the reviewer that you're talking about, oh, we got to get his name because it's donkey donkey uh, donkey okay so uh he he really nailed it i felt when he said people played through the action to get to the story in final fantasy 7 the original mm -hmm. in this game, uh you're playing through the story to get to the action to get to yes. That. yes 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 and after he said that i was like uh, yeah <laughs> it's like, right it's right because the story is so like uh it's convoluted and the characters are not that engaging. They're just not. And um, 
it doesn't, they don't make sense as real people. Like, why are we all of a sudden just cool with all this, you know? Right. And like, what about the events of the past? You're like, that just happened and you got all pissed off. Why aren't you pissed off now? You know, and I, this is a common thing I see in games and stories and movies, especially movies. I like to pick apart. And um, I, I don't find that our voice is there. Well, at least my voice in, the, in that sense, because I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why would that per-? And like, I get it. It's made, it's like, say Lord of the Rings. Like, I get it. It's, you know, it's magical and stuff, but the character should act, you know, some semblance of a normal person, you know, like react to Gandalf, you know, fucking glowing and shit. Why the fuck is he glowing all this? Why didn't he glow earlier when it was dark? What the fuck? You know, simple shit like that, you know? But um, just in general, but I, I think that we should keep our metric for reviewing games the same, like uh, you know, sound, not sound, but like mu- music, sound, all that. Well, we should call it the uh, the score. And then, uh, you know, gameplay, we'll double that score. Because that's a big, I think that is the creme de la creme de la creme. Yeah, playability, you know, replayability. Yeah, yeah. or oh, rewatchability. Rewatchability, yeah. Yeah, all that. And then... um. What was the other criteria? We got the, the, the gameplay, of course. The, well, no, the gameplay, score, story. Yeah. Story, uh, graphics. Ah, yeah, the visuals. There you go. Those four points, I think we're set. Now, uh, that, that, took, that was quicker than I thought it would be. I thought we would hammer that out longer. I, I would probably add one thing for, like, online games. Okay, uh, what, what is that? What would you add? add? You know, like, like, the support structure that's behind an online game. That would go under gameplay. There's, well, that would be a subcategory of gameplay. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you were bitching about, oh, the the server kept dropping or there's not enough interaction, online is really easy to critique because there's more, like, it's it's quicker to be attacked, you know, because if it doesn't, like, if you're playing a Call of Duty game and then there's no game modes or some shit like that, you know, that's a great game, though. Man, it's a great like, I, like playing, game. Uh, I like playing War Thunder. It's this airplane game. Um, I enjoy it. Graphics are awesome. There's obviously no story, right? Um, but I played a ton of that game. My biggest gripe, and uh, I, I, I mean, I could never get over it. It's cross-platform, right? And so I like playing with the controller, but these guys that are playing with the mouse and keyboard, it's, it's point and shoot. You know, literally, you just put your cursor over the plane and you shoot them. And so there's no way to just play with PS4 players or just controller platform players or console players and, and be, in a, be, in a, uh, uh, be in a lobby with just certain kinds of players like you can in Call of Duty. Because Call of Duty is cross-platform. But yeah. you can narrow down, you know, which, uh, which platforms you're playing. They don't have that? War Thunder doesn't have that. Well, at least... I mean, lately it hasn't had that. What what platforms is it on? Just it's just on the phone. Uh, PS4 and PC. Oh, and they have cross cross play, but they don't have a way to mute the computer players. Yeah, to get the just just play against PS4. I'd be interested to see how that works. Wow. So, so like a lot of people are cheating, and that's what that is. Not cheating. I, I I don't know what I would call it, but the thing is with the mouse, you're not really controlling like the yaw and the pitch. You know, uh, uh, you're not really thinking about what the ailerons are doing or, or what the flaps are doing. You're just I want to shoot at that over there. Scroll yeah, because up. because the mouse will, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's fly by wire. 
and uh, uh, oh, I, man, I didn't even know this game existed. And the fuck, are you playing a game? It's really fun. It's it's like an airplane RPG, but it I sunk a lot of hours in that damn game. I'm talking probably thousand hours. You're like I thought I was an obscure game player, and then then you fucking pulled out right out of your ass, War Thunder, the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like I'm pretty confident I can grab ten people off the fucking street. Like you fucking play War Thunder? They'd be like, nope. Oh, it's free to play. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Free to play. The the devil's bane of all actual game players. You know? I think I've spent like maybe forty or fifty bucks on it though. Fuck. There's certain planes that you just can't play for. Oh my god! Yeah, it's one. Of, oh, I hate those games. It has oh, like uh, I think it's almost like a battle pass thing where you know you could buy power ups to. Boost no, I I get the concept. Yeah, yeah, you need you need a bottle to drink, and that makes you stronger. So yeah. you need to pay twenty bucks for it. You know, um, well, another thing I like about reviewing uh, movies and games is that I could see how an aspect of something becomes a bigger something and then they make a sequel based off of that or something comes off of it and my biggest example is avatar it was a pretty good movie you had the 3d it was cool but then off of that spreaded all this 3d tvs and 3d this and 3d that when the movie was just good and it was engaging it was a good visual it was a gimmick for the 3d but because it made so much money they thought what what was it made this good and the reality of it is it was like everything put together the actors the fucking the visuals and everything else right and then from that they just took oh it must be 3d so let's make everything 3d and for fucking years everything was like 3d you know it, it didn't need to be like uh alice in wonderland what the fuck is that uh, actually you know what that could have been a good 3d movie well you had the original you had the ones that were filmed in 3d and then you had the ones that they were- convert um i didn't like the conversions that much no but you you knew you knew that the movie that came out wasn't a th- a 3d movie as a movie designed for 3d not that they they, they pre-programmed or whatever like it's a movie that's 3d and then he's that's a 3d movie but you would have movies like you know 50 first dates or not 50 first dates 50, 50 shades of gray or some shit like that and they converted to 3d even wow. if it was <laughs> even if it was like Filmed in 3D. Let's just say that. Let's say it is. What the fuck does it matter? If that's not a 3D movie. And they did it with Alice in Wonderland, which you would think would have been a good 3D movie, but they didn't design that movie with 3D in mind. Even if they had the technology to make it 3D, it, it, it's the whoever was directing it didn't make it. The white part of my beard looks like drool. Just now noticed that. Yeah, I watched uh, Top Gun in 3D when that came out, and that was. But that's fun. not a 3D movie. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. But, I, mm-hmm. uh, that was cool though, because it was something that I already watched. I don't know how many times. Yeah. You have to watch it in a different way. It, that's it cool, cool, but my my key takeaway from all this is that some games have a gimmick, yeah. and then therefore they just like think that's okay. For instance, there's a new Assassin's Creed game coming out, right? It's called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. And then fool me three times, what the fuck? So Assassin's Creed Odyssey comes out, right? 
he's an Egyptian dude, and it's not an Assassin's Creed game. It's just a guy. It's an action game that has a gimmick of assassins. You know, like they just kind of. It's like if you would have took the assassin part out of it and just made him like stealth kill things, like Uncharted Four or whatever. It, it you wouldn't have known it was Assassin's Creed. And then you have a second game, and it's Greek. It's the same fucking thing. They're fighting, and it's like an action game. But it just so happens he's an assassin or she's an assassin as well. And here's the third game, fucking Vikings. Right. And if you had not told anyone that's an Assassin's Creed game, if you saw the trailer, there's no way you would think that's an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And then he kills – the very end of the trailer, he kills somebody with his, like, hidden blade. And I'm like, even if he didn't have that hidden blade, say he just killed him with the sword real quick. No one would have known that was Assassin's Creed. There's nothing. It's not. Now you go and look at the old Assassin's Creed games. The guy's wearing a cloak. He's blending in. And then he kills a dude and he walks off. And it's variations of that shit, you know? And now you've got this. You just got to actually. And that's, that's, that's the gimmick now. They just call it Assassin's Creed. Rather than just call it a game, they just call it. And they shoehorn the Assassin's Creed thing. And I'm seeing a lot of games do this. Now, here you got Final Fantasy VII, the remake. It's pretty good, right? And what makes it good? It's the gameplay, and pretty much that's it, really. And in the visuals, in the visuals. There's the nostalgia thing, too, for a lot of people. That's but... true. That's true. But then, so the game, the, the guys are going to make, you know, more sequels. They're probably going to make a sequel of this, right? They have to, right? This, too. But I hope they don't take from this... And they say, well, we'll just remake all the games. And they just, instead of doing anything, because the Final Fantasy VII remake does not play like the original game. So it play, there's aspects of it, but fucking for real, dude, they made their own thing, especially with Tifa. They really did their own thing. Yeah, Tifa. Tifa does not play like that. No character plays like that. In fact, Cloud moves a different way if you, if you want them to. And I'm just saying, like, the way they designed this game – I, I think it's an accident, right? Yeah, I just can't ima- imagine them making a game like this because the, the way the action is and you could customize things, it's just so much, many thousands of levels of what Final Fantasy VII was, which had semblance of that. So I hope that they don't take this and say, you know what, what else can we make? Let's make uh, Chrono Trigger. And all they do is beef up the graphics and it's the same fucking game. Um, I don't think, that, yeah, I don't think... Um... I don't know that other companies would make that mistake only because of how much money goes into producing a game. No, like, there's a lot of AAA crap that was wrong, which you right, said was wrong. Destiny Two, with Assassin's Creed, by adding that Assassin, you're right. It maybe even fucking started as a Viking game. It had nothing to do with Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. They were like, "Hey, this is great, but how are we going to make it stand out?" Well, by putting on Assassin's Creed, you already have a built-in fan base that you pretty you're pretty sure is going to buy it. And then hopefully through word of mouth, they'll get other people to buy it. Too. I agree. But then you get crap things like what happened with the Cloverfield Paradox, right? Oh, that, yeah, right? Okay, you, you're on the same page. Right. When you said that. That was a good compare. I didn't even think about that. Was, you know, Cloverfield Paradox was a totally different movie. And they were like, how are we going to get people to watch this crap? Because they're not going to watch. Nobody's going to watch. There's so much content out there. How do we get people to watch it? Well, they happened to have a little property and you know that already had a built-in audience, and those ladies said, "Okay, let's just slap Cloverfield on this thing, and so we'll get some people that'll automatically watch it." 
Okay, but what's that point with the AAA games making that mistake with Final Fantasy VII? Because they do that. They'll see aspects of a game and miss the mark. They'll be like, oh, okay, we'll just do this. This is really what the gamers wanted, but not really. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, guess, I guess that's just me being hopeful that companies won't make that mistake. But they have. Trying to slap out a gimmick. Yeah. Um, open world is one. You know, why is oh it, my god, yeah, dude, really? Why right. is it so popular? Because it's open world. Well, yes and no. Yeah. You know, uh, Grand Theft Auto gives you a lot of stuff to do, um, and it puts it in a contemporary world that's very similar to the world that's outside, but it also satirizes it, you know? Um, that's why. And and that's why I, 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 I love GTA Online. I don't like Red Dead Online. Um, it, it doesn't scratch the same itch that GTA Online scratches. It, it could very well be that you you got played out on playing that online in that respect because um, it's kind of like um, hmm. no, I'm I'm into cars, man. I'm into cars. I'm into guns. I'm into not know, horses and saddles. <laughs> I like I like cowboy movies, but mm-hmm. I've never fantasized about being a cowboy online. Well, like, you know, Grand Theft Auto, though, it's funny. That game has always been open world. And, you know, it just grew in success. But when it hit that five, man, did, holy shit, you know, did that, like, change the game? I remember I remember going to your place and seeing, you were playing two. And I was like, what game is that? Because it was the, it was the one that was purely top-down view, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, what game is that? You don't want to play a game like that. Because you're right. It was open world. You could go anywhere on the map and do something. Yeah. yeah. And that was the first 3D version of it. And I think I saw that at your place for the first time, too. Uh, yeah. I just kept buying them, too, out of habit. Like, I noticed that I kept just going. I went through Vice City, to, And, I, and it, stopped, it got to a point where I wasn't beating them. And then I just stopped buying them all together. When I got to the fourth one... Was it the, I think it's the fourth one where it's that Nico, yeah. some 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 gangster thug dude. I played maybe an hour of it and I just noticed I'm just not into these games anymore. Like I went from fucking two all the way to four. And I just kept buying them. I played I played three. I played Vice City to completion. Um, I didn't finish San Andreas. I didn't finish four. I finished five. I think five. Yeah, five was the everything. It was the everything you wanted. It was the pinnacle of the genre. You know, that was it. That's it. And then they're going to come out with another one. But I I feel like people are just going to be bored with that. You know, they're going to play for a couple hours. And then really just, I really do think that that shit's play. Unless they do something new. I mean, because, okay, for for instance, Call of Duty um, made Infinity Warfare, some Infinite Warfare. And you think about it, like Call of Duty has been moving towards this direction, right? And like in Infinite War, I mean, like fuck, that is the the pinnacle of that fucking genre because it would be going from shooting fucking people to getting into a ship, shooting people to getting into another ship and shooting people, and then getting out of your ship, taking over a fucking thing. And I mean, like, what the fuck? And that thing just whoop, just pooped, yeah. and then like they went back to scratch. I think they oversaturated their own market like mm-hmm. every year. Um, yeah. That's, that's really what burnt me out on the call of duty series. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy it. I, I felt like what the original had, which was like real world settings, 
with real world weapons, you know, and real world talk too. I mean, I I think that's what got everybody onto Call of Duty. To Modern Warfare, the newer one or the older one? We're onto Destiny. I'm talking about the first Modern Warfare, Call yeah. of Duty or Modern Warfare. Yeah, we were all into Destiny. Yeah, and I remember playing Modern Warfare, and I was like, "Dang, Destiny feels like playing." I'm not Destiny, Halo. Yeah, uh, I was but, like, "What?" Bungie, you know, They're the same game. <laughs> Halo. Uh, it not felt like not. Too, you know, yeah. it, going back to Halo was like it felt immature. It felt Harry Pottery. You know, because like it gets all magicy. You know, like this blade can do this, this guy can do that. You know, with League Call of Duty, it felt real because it was like the real characters. And then they started going. That was uh, a problem. yeah. Uh, I think that's why Black Ops Two um, kind of reached the success that it did because it was it was way out on the edge. You know, in terms of like the the technology that was in the game. You know, yeah. like, stuff like that. It was a fun game without jumping the shark. Yeah, and having like jetpacks and wall running and shit like that. Yeah, I think that there's like a plateau, and once you reach that, like it sounds good, but it isn't. And I think that with these kind of games, once you start going into like Magic Land, that's what I call it. Like when you have like a gun that could shoot around a corner or some shit like that, it's just too much, you know. And then people start like, "Ah." it's like uh, I'm playing Legos, and then all of a sudden I'm all like, my Lego can do this and explode the world, and then you're like, fuck God, really? I thought we were just building here, you know? So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, let's change subject. Oh, you know what? I have a list of things here. Playability, good game. We talked it. Madden, replay. Yeah, because, like, I was talking about, like, I was thinking about games that are replayable. Like, what well, Madden, they keep coming out with these fucking games, right? And those are pretty popular, right? Like, there's no story to it or anything. You're right. And that one has replayability, but this is another one where I would probably throw in, you know, the multiplayer aspect of it. Playing against your friends or playing online against your friends. Not really. Mm -mm. Not Madden. Usually you're playing by yourself because you want to go take your team to the Super Bowl. I've only ever played football, Madden, with other people. But they, the same thing with, like, okay, let's go Gran Turismo. Uh, you're only playing that just to play it. I don't know. Did you ever want to play that online? I never did. I just wanted to get the licenses and get the cars and then customize my car. I always did want to play online. And but, then once I, once I did play online, I was like, this is okay. This is cool. But it wasn't what I, I don't know. In my head, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I always wanted to go and see what it was like to race against other people. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun thought, but really it's a, it's a power thing, right? Like, we play those kinds of those the games where you're customizing or world building or whatever. It's a power trip. You're trying to be be the best that you can be. Then when you go online, you get checked, and that's the thing. Like most gamers, it's the, it's a cool concept. Crush another person in real life. Reality is, if you're playing a game like that, you're probably not crushing anyone, and it's just the levels of that. So it's not as fun because you're losing. I tend I tend to be in the middle, you know, when I'm playing yeah. Gran Turismo online. Yeah. Um, there's people out there that are just way better drivers. I'm just yeah. like impressed, right? But the thing that get the thing that gets me is the people that drive all crazy or race all crazy and do stupid shit. I think and win. Feel it for me because the AI in the game, they're kind of playing by racer rules, you know. Okay. So we're each other, we're not using each other for braking or this or that. And then, you know, they try to come up with a bunch of ways to, to, to mitigate that online um, with Gran Turismo Sport. 
but I, I, I never got the sense that it worked. Yeah. You know, to create fairness. Because then sometimes it would do stuff to me, and I'm like, why did it do that? It thought I was going to ram something and then, you know, took me out or something. And I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, there is that power trip, you know. Yeah. Combat. Yeah. You play Ace Combat to be, you know, freaking God in the Sky launching, you know, 50 missiles at people. Oh, you dude, you're totally losing. If you played that game shit online, you know you're losing. There's no, you can't sink enough hours. You actually did really good on Ace Combat online. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was always like top two. Um, That's pretty good. But yeah, uh, I, I, but, but the battles were always like this. And it's not, pl- you're not playing how you wanted to play. But that's right. most, 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 most like dogfighting. Like, I mean, like, you're really just going to go in circle. They really got to make that fun. <laughs> you know, like, they got to figure that out. I bet once you crack that nut, more people would play games like that. Because it really is, like, once you start getting good, it really is, you know. Yeah. And Ace Combat 4, it makes sense, right? Because you have more boosters and shit. So you're moving faster. And, of course, it like, with a three-dimensional area, you're going you're gonna to go you know, yeah. you know, like if it was cars and you're shooting each other, guess what? It it literally will go like that. You know what? Twisted Metal did something different though. They had like stages, so it was more about the stage than the actual character. So it's how you played the stage. So if, I guess I guess it would be a stage thing. I don't know. It's fucking hard, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm playing. We're good. We're good. I think we beat the shit out of it. What's better in a game? The memories of the game or the actual gameplay? My my favorite games are the ones that I got to share with you guys, you know, my brothers. You know, Perfect Dark and GoldenEye and all that? You know, it just... And, we'll make, and like when they remade it, not good. And it's it, you got to think to yourself, what what's better? I mean, like, I really do think back on it. I'm like, the memories are good. So... Maybe if you wanted the best game, it would be the one that creates the memories. I I, I think so. Whatever creates that long-term sense of enjoyment. Yeah, because, like, I mean, it's if Perfect Dark sucked back then, because at the time it was way ahead of its time, if it sucked, we wouldn't be playing it, and if we wouldn't be playing it, we wouldn't be together, that kind of thing. So it, it's, it is the gameplay in the end. That makes it as long as it's addicting to kids or whoever creates that memory. So that's what I think that if games could create those memories, now that's not a thing in which we have to be in the same area. In fact, it's easier now to, to create that. So if you made that game, like Destiny, had moments that are truly amazing in the sense that, like for instance, they made it so fucking hard to do certain things. Like, oh, and, and like, there's literally a time crunch, you know? So you're like, fuck, I just wasted my whole day. Nothing, got nothing done. And there was like times where like, okay, they're all fighting this one monster and we're all shooting at it and we're like, fucking, we're dying. And, and then the, the screen starts going white. And then we're like, fuck, we died. We wasted eight hours, you know? And then and it turns out we, someone got the last hit and it fucking, yeah. it, it, it lit, we all lit. And it was like, the greatest moment ever because we all wasted so much time. So, but nowadays we, we don't have that time to waste. Well, that's a, that's a shared experience fact. I know I, exactly. But the game lend itself to that. Right. But do we have that? We don't have that time now. So it has to create a sense of this is really hard to achieve. 
we all achieved it and it's amazing that's uh, that's the game i want to play doesn't exist i think that's where you know character development in a game starts to come in um there was a critique about final fantasy 7 the remake okay where where since now they're speaking okay you know, hearing, yeah. you're hearing their voices yeah 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 not the voice that you had in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a lot of people, the voices that they had in their head made a lot more sense with the characters that they were playing and the way that they were playing. Yeah, like Barrett. Like when Barrett does the way he's talking and the way he's doing things, like you, you remember it's just words, but when you hear it, it just doesn't come out right. So I think they should have just rewrote it. Just right. rewrote that scene. And just change it because what's the aspect the aspect of him in memory was he was just he was goofy and he was rough and tough you know it just came out like racist tested it yeah i don't know that they screen tested it the way that yeah yeah i don't think they did either they screen test movies to see okay you know what kind of feelings or things come out of this or that and sometimes they probably pick up on things you know like racism or something that they're like oh shit we had they didn't mean to. They're Japanese. Like, they fucking know. But that was really what they thought black people do. <laughs> Just yell and be loud all the time? Yeah, that's... Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's no, the stereotype, right? Not me. That's the stereotype, yeah, right? You're gonna get fired. No. <laughs> 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 that's, that's so intense. No, you know what, though? It's funny. Um, that's, that, that is the, the nature of our world now, man. They, they take a clip. They hear something. They make it, that's what he was, I get what you're saying though. Like, it doesn't make sense how Barrett was, the way he was talking, what he did. It just, it was just too much. It just, in your head, it worked, you know? So they should have changed the story. They should have testers. I think they only have game testers who just test the game. Right. I don't think they have testers in the way of just watching it. I don't think they care. You could tell they don't care about the story. That yeah, they probably maybe not didn't care, but they probably thought that they knew better than the audience did. Oh, like Star Wars eight, like Star Wars one, two, three. Oh, and eight. Uh, Return of the Jedi. I don't know about that, Tiger. Return of the Jedi was pretty good. I I mean I enjoy it, but again, it's kind of George Lucas telling us, you know, hey, I'm just going to give you a lot of from you know episode four. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's like a re, it's a rehash, you know, because he can pull up the Death Star. But I mean, he's ending a trilogy. I mean, it works. It works out pretty good. Well, it works. It works. But I think yeah. you got lucky that you know Empire was so strong. I hear you. That's why one, two, and three suck so bad, though. That's fucking garbage. And then well, four- one, two, and three uh, kind of go back to the the thing you're talking about with uh, Assassin's Creed. You know, Episode One: Phantom Menace could not have been a star wars movie it could have been another movie name a bunch of different t- people you know and and you could even leave the la- the laser swords you know that's funny what, what they call it character that. from the narrative were you invested in that that told you that this was a star wars story that's I, that's you know i i hear you we could rehash that whole fucking genre of star wars one two and three i think it's been done to death and i I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know if I can agree with that, but at the same time, I, mean, I can't disagree. But I, mean, I, I don't have anything in the tank for that. What you're talking about, you know, what made Star Wars great? Was it laser swords, you know, and it just being in space and the force, you know, or was it 
was it the, those characters and you you seeing them go through their arcs and changes as the the original trilogy went on? Well, it was the growth of the characters and also the force, you know, and the the, the coolness of those swords. And then he gave you that in spades. Like he took away how cool those swords were by giving you too many. You know, everyone who had a fucking sword, even the fucking babies had swords and shit. Goes, again, it goes back. It goes back to what you said. You know that they looked at what. Yes. But what, what was I mean? Cool. Yes. 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 You're fucking right. You're you're right. You're right. You're exactly right. You're right. They just like, oh yeah, lightsabers. I, I guess I, I did like the lightsabers, but I mean, I guess a thing can't be special with when there's so many of it. You know. Right. That's then, that's that's something I didn't know. That's funny. How do you not know that as a human being? <laughs> like, how did you not fucking figure that shit out? Like, more of something doesn't make it more special, you know? It actually dilutes it. Yeah, too much action dilutes it. It has to be meaningful action. And I think that meaningful action makes something better. And I think that's what's problem with some of these games and shit and, and movies is they're not trying to make anything meaningful anymore. They're just trying to make something that's a rehash of something else and i think that if you wanted to rehash or remake something if you make something meaningful it, it'll work no matter what and i think that's what's lost to be able to stand on its own without without needing content mm. from other people's work or you know or, or, or prior things and i think then when you put it into context it should just be like oh wow this is even stronger you know that's the whole that's the whole that's the cool thing about like mythology building yeah, you know, there's there's more to 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 go in and, and take apart because there's this whole other world outside of this thing that you just got to got to experience that adds to it. Not this thing is cool, you know, being propped up by all of that. Really, it it, it should be both of them working together. Yes, like, oh, I agree. That like Naruto doesn't. It tries to do that. And then it kind of falls apart. And then because it's so long, it forgets its own rules. Which one, I, Naruto? And I, I think that if, if given time and if you remember what you're writing, you're good. And I think that if it, you can make a good story with world building. Because, like, if you ever – you never watched Hunter x Hunter, have you? No, I haven't. That seems like how Naruto should, was trying to shoot for because you watch that shit. They world build, and it works. Like, they don't forget shit. And when they bring up something, they're like, oh, yeah, what about this? Oh, well, it's because of that. What yeah. totally, what totally kind of ruined Naruto for me was I think I think it was that first movie where they go to that land where they make movies. Yeah. Okay. It, like, yeah. What what world are we in? <laughs> I know. I was like, brains. Uh, uh, first, I thought I was like, you know, back in the day, maybe. Me know? too. Me too. And all of a sudden, now we have movies and technology and all kinds of shit. And I was just like, what's going on? You know, I was still a Naruto. I watched all 400, whatever the fuck, episodes. And I'm like, they they, they do time tra- Huh? I ignored the movie. I totally, like, I I pretended like it didn't exist. It did. It doesn't. It doesn't work in any timeline. <laughs> they did, like, a Dragon Ball. No, but, like, the, the Naruto, like, forgets its own storyline. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll bring people back from the dead and are like, oh, this shit's so special. We can never do this again. And they fucking do it, like, extreme in the fourth Hokage War or whatever the fuck. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought this was a special thing, you know? <laughs> like, they, they, they got past that real quick. And then all of a sudden, Naruto, the very thing that makes him special, he's a, he's a nobody. And then he makes himself a somebody. But it turns out he's not a nobody. He's related to somebody. 
That's why he has all these powers. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought that was the whole point of Naruto. You know, so like, I, it's like if Rocky, a guy from nowhere, you know, all of a sudden turns out he's related to Apollo Creed or some shit like that. It was the, the ugly duckling thing. Well, yeah, but you got your ugly ducking, duckling. That's kind of works, right? But then it turns out, you know, the ugly duck. Yeah, you're the ugly right. duckling was going to turn into a beautiful That's, swan. No matter what. So, yeah, I guess no you're right. No matter what. I mean, it was in his DNA. That is not a good, that's a, that is not a good comparison to what I'm trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's as if like like the ugly turtle turned Naruto. into a beautiful swan or some shit like that. Naruto is the ugly duckling, you know, because he was always destined to be badass. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, because that is what I'm saying. Yes, but that but that's not what the, the what made the show good. It was what it was every man hard work. I got hard work, and I'm gonna I'm gonna yes make I'm yes gonna, I'm gonna be the fourth through sheer force of will. Yeah, and it turns out that had nothing to do with it. He just uh, he a super powerful thing inside of him. Yeah, that would the, actually bail him out. Yeah, you know, the whole when, fucking time. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't because he felt like helping Naruto. It was out of you know uh, the instinct of self preservation. You know, because yeah, like, yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Well, I need to protect this kid, or else. Yeah. I'm all right, let's move on. Let's uh, let's uh, we got one more topic, and then we'll call it. All right, because yeah. each topic seems to take like an hour. So like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have plenty. I just, I just like thought, uh, I'll just create a bunch and then, you know, go from there. But we also, uh, I was going to talk about, cause now this is, a uh, what's the fucking date? It's like March 11th, 2020 COVID-19. What do you think's going on? You know what? I got to pause. I got to, I got to go downstairs. Cause I got to do some things. Yeah. Right, let me pause. I'm out of breath because I ran up the stairs. There you go. You can start losing weight, man. <laughs> well, I, I like eating a lot. Shit's hard. So let's talk about some COVID-19. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> how, go, how goes it over there? You guys, okay. What is the consensus, consensus around your groups? Is this all fake? Should we have closed? Should we have opened? What? I feel like I feel like different people are on are in different places about it. Okay. Um, I get the sense that people want to be out and about. Okay. Um, an example: raising cane. You know, okay. Chicken. Um, I'd go to it. You know, during the beginning days of this whole COVID thing, and right now the line goes around the block. Not around the block, goes around the, the restaurant twice and then out halfway down the block into the street. Mm-hmm. I, that wasn't that wasn't the case. It's been open this entire time. It's not like they had a reopening. I think it's just people are tired of being inside. Mm-hmm. And, but okay, but like okay, health health wise, is it is it is it safe to do that? You think? Is California? You're in California, so what are you thinking? Does California feel like this is the thing to do or the people are just fucking over it? I think people are over it. Mm. You know, I, I think there, there's this sense that it hasn't affected me personally, so it must not be that big a thing. And it's hard to tell. Is, is staying away from everybody, is it helping? Or is it just, or is it not doing anything? Mm. So, I mean, without, I mean, 
I haven't heard any reports from here. I mean, I watch the news here. I, I don't, they don't, they never report. Oh my gosh, this hospital is like full of people and they're going to have nowhere to take anybody. I'm not seeing that. Mm-hmm. Nobody is. No. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm still getting paid my full. Of course, yeah, I get that. You know, I, 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 I've, I've got enough space here. You know, I've got my cars um, close enough. Where I just go for a drive or whatever. You know, and 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 not deal with people. But, but I know there's a lot of people that aren't. You know, a lot of people that live in maybe like a one or two bedroom apartment, and you know they, they they don't have space to stretch out. You know, and and they're not getting paid, so they can't even. You know, go even going for a drive is cost prohibitive. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm part of the problem. I went to the beach yesterday to go see the BioLoom, and um, and it was awesome. I'd never seen it before. It looks like somebody threw that glow stick water in the water, yeah, you know, thousands of gallons, and the water's lit up. You know, but- what brought you to the BioIllumnus, which has been there for a while? Like every year, I had been resisting going. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be those people that are just like flooding the beach and stuff, right? But then I was just like, man, I, I, I just got frustrated. I was like, I want to go check it out. Mm. And um, I mean, to watch the news and everybody's down there checking it out, and I'm just like, I want, I want to see this. I need to get out and get stir crazy. Well, in and Michigan, I'm they're getting like that on too, and it's like. Yeah, I, I just needed a release, man. I what do you think about it being political? It shouldn't be political. This should not be political. It should be science, right? It should be science driven. It should be. It should be uh, not just that. It should be public relations, not public relations, like PR, like political type PR. It should be what's better for the good of the people. I know, and that's the thing that gets me is that this is really what fucked up. You know, like that's not the fact that people are dying. I mean, that's gonna happen. But it's the fact that people don't trust their governments anymore. And then they, they pulled into a, well, my governor is Republican or my governor is Democrat. That's why I'm not listening to them. So in the event, and this is a, go, it is a governor issue, in the event, say, zombie apocalypse or fucking undisease, that is like, that will start killing an ungodly amount of people. And the governor goes, hey, man, we got to close the fucking state down. Because of what happened, this president, you know, presence, you know, of the, what happened, you know, COVID-19, people are like, you know what, fuck it. They don't know what they're talking about. So we're going to go out even more. And then we'll have a catastrophe like we've never known before because we don't trust our government officials. And it's a weird thing, too, because, like, is it, is it just – it's it's tough because they have to have – uh, medical advisors telling them to do this. They can't just be making these decisions on their I do not think they're doing that. But then you get these Republicans out here, they're like, oh, fuck these pieces of shit. They're out for themselves. Some conspiracy theory talk, you know, like they're just doing this to make the government bad and make Trump look bad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what they want at all. Well, I, I it has been politicized. Um, it's been weaponized. The freaking masks themselves have become like you know a red thing or a blue thing. Oh yeah, like you're if you're not wearing a mask, you you're obviously a Republican, right? You know, and, and but that's 
that's not how it should be, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't even got to go zombie apocalypse and look at something, you know, where, where you start questioning, you know, our rights and civil liberties and all that. 9-11, you know? And that should change forever, you know? Well, did it? We don't, we can't just go in planes and shit. It's like I can't even bring toothpaste on a plane. Okay. Who does that affect? Me. Who, but who rides on planes regularly? Oh, rich people? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, I, I don't know how that, you know, like, but regardless, it happened and I things know. changed. Yes. Well, but, but there's always been, if there's like a catastrophe or something big, it, there's a big change for the rich people, you know? And those changes are pretty consistent. You know, the, the, the towers go down, the planes get hijacked. All of a sudden it's like, hey, we're going to keep, we're going to, we're going to up security and it's going to stay there. Yeah, pretty much. School shooting. Eh. Nothing's happening. No, it hasn't. It's funny that, well, it's not funny, but school shootings have become so commonplace that it's not a, uh, there's no catastrophe. There's, it's not a catastrophe. It should be. It should be. You're but right. it's not. But, but it's like, there's this idea that I, I I'm rich. I got money. I'm just going to keep my kids away from those kinds of schools where they might get shot. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, there's politics and all this stuff behind guns. There's not as much politics behind TSA, you know, and, no, and people, if anything, you know, uh, again, rich people want to feel secure when they're doing stuff. That's why they live in gated communities. You know, that's why they can afford cars that are like, tanks you know with all kinds of you know locks and stuff and you know safety safety features um but you know widespread catastrophe look at the 2008 financial crisis okay we're still vulnerable yeah you know? nothing nothing happened nothing out of that because all the rich people you know they're they're yeah they saw the dow do this and so on paper their 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 value dropped but then the Dow came back and almost doubled where it was, you know, just before the crash of 2008. So, I mean, they all actually doubled their value in that time. If they held on to the raft and, you know, and, and held through it, those rich people became double. Yeah, I hear you on that. And, and that's most times rich people capitalize on so shitty. It came, out, it came out, it worked out okay for them. Mm-hmm. You know? And not only that, when, when, the, when the economy tanked, the people with money were able to invest you know they get he, richer he got even richer i agree so so this 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 uh this crisis right now unless it hurts rich people in a way we're like oh my gosh we gotta like do something to protect ourselves it's gonna happen again mm-hmm. it's gonna happen again and we virus or economic you know depression um both because the haves, you know, the super haves, they could just take off, you know, how many people left New York, you know, and went out to the Hamptons and shit. And they're out there, you know, they're posting, you know, like I'm doing my part, staying at home. They're living on, you know, three or four acres or some shit. Yeah. And, 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 you know, living it up, you know, they're posting selfies by, by, you know, by swimming pools and shit. Um, there, there's no incentive for them to, to change anything because they're going to make through it through this one okay they're they're gonna make it through the next one okay too okay but what's your point uh my point you're 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 talking things of yeah of course that's that that's all gonna happen i agree with everything you just said well 
I work with, you know, lower income people. And yeah, my worry is, is there going to be change from this? Are we going to learn our lessons from this? No, no. It's, no, it's way worse. It's way yeah. fucking worse because it, it's radicalized the stupid. Well, and not the, not the stupid rich, but the stupid, stupid poor people. You know, like these people who think, oh, these guns are for me. You know, it's so like both sides too. I'm not, you know, I'm a Democrat and all that stuff, but I, the, the, the people that say, oh, you're willing to open the economy at the cost of lives, you know? Yeah, they use that, 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 that that's price tag on lives. Well, yeah. we're doing that right now. Yeah. Already, just by saying, hey, let's keep McDonald's open, you know, we're yeah. already, seeing, there's a price on it and it's the price of a Big Mac. Well, here's some arg- here's some actual arguments that kind of just refute that, and I have an argument that refutes that. It's co- more people dying cars, right? But we're not batting an eye. We're we're not we're not reducing cars to five miles per hour. We're just not doing like we've stopped the country mm-hmm. for the amount of people. So to effectively stop people from killing each other in cars, you would stop you know, five miles per hour, but we don't because we want the economy to flow. We always have a balance. When we raise the speed limit from 55 to 65, you more know, deaths. More deaths, but people were tired of driving 55, you know, and economy moves. It's more for the economy, if anything, because the trucks, they can go faster, you know, and things like that. And so like, it really, it never really was about people. This, this whole, this whole, let's stop the country. It, it's not about people. You know, if it was, then we would stop smoking uh, we would stop, you know, trans fats and sugar and things like that because way more, way by th- hundreds of thousands of people die more of these things. And we don't like go to the level of stopping the country, right? Like if goblins came to life and killed 50,000, where are we at now? 80,000 people? You got damn right. Shit would change, right? We would do something. But for some reason, the, a pandemic happened. We'll shut down the country, but when you get to 80,000 with car deaths, nothing. Flu, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And this is where these fucking Republicans, they'll, they'll cite these kind of arguments and say, see, you guys don't really give a shit. Here's the real thing, though. A virus mutates. No. So the idea is, yeah, let it call through people, but then it mutates. And then it kills double that, triple that, quadruple that. You know, say say we just open the country up and this virus is going through people. Yes, not that many people will die this round, then the next round. And then this virus just keeps learning people because there is a scientific precedence for viruses mutating. So each person you give it, the more – and that's really what this whole flattening the curve is, is just so that the virus isn't interchanging. So when you go and say, you know, with your gun in hand, fucking anti-abortion, you know, baby puncher – you're like, hey, look, you don't give a shit because people die more of cars. People die more about falling in a pool. You know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, if that same amount of people just kept dying of this virus, it didn't keep growing because this virus would get smarter because that's what viruses do. Well, yeah, and you can't, you know, go to the grocery store and contract a pool. <laughs> yeah, it's just that it's not something that you can just give to somebody else. Yeah, uh, there's. Ah, man, it's like there's the, – the problem is everything's radicalized. So yeah. it's all one way or all the other way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I know. It's like reason is gone. It's gone. It's just whoever my side is and whatever talking points they have, that's where I'm going to go. And it's not productive. Oh, yeah. Because it's a bit emotional. Yeah, oh, yeah. You get emotional and then they shut down and I'm like, no. 
and there is no compromise. You know, even when you try to explain this to a hardcore Republican or something, it's usually the Republicans. They're like, they're the ones who are fighting for freedom, as they say. And um, you explain to them, hey, man, but, you know, viruses mutate. You know, and then just be like, no, man, you don't see. It's a fucking, you know, 5G, you know, conspiracy thing. You know, the government wants power. You know, they want to fucking hurt Trump's economic boom. You know, it's obviously this Gretchen lady and the Michigan governor. She don't know what the fuck she's doing because she's a Democrat. What the fuck ever, man. But um, it really is like infuriating that this is happening because like, so now you got these these fucking terrorist guys, um, they're, but they're Republicans, whatever. They're Confederate flags and they're fucking Trump Pence flags. And they're storming the capital of Michigan with their fucking guns. Guns, right? I mean, they're fucking bringing guns to a capital, right? And they're not going to do shit because they're fucking pussies. But they go and bring these guns over there. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, they keep doing it. And then as natural progression happens... They open up the state. So it becomes a thing like if they didn't exist, the, the state would have already opened, right? Because it's naturally going to open. Right. But, but they exist. And because they are protesting with their guns in the state capitol, they think it's because we were there. We fought for our freedom. So, so now that it's in their heads that anytime there's something we don't like, all we have to do is just use guns. And then you can see the escalation there. So the next time a uh, Democrat, which I pretty much sure after Trump goes his next four years, it'll be a Democrat. When that guy takes over a girl or trans, whatever takes over, then you'll have your Republicans who, who, because they keep going to the state Capitol with their guns and things keep changing because they naturally will on their own. Right. They, they, they're like, what the fuck? This isn't changing. And then it'll lead to violence. So I think like we're going to have some fucking hardcore civil war in six years. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it'd be like a civil war. But there'd be some shootings. You think so? Yeah. I mean, like if I keep, okay, how dumb is it? Like the mentality of a person to go to the state capitol with guns and forward arms, you know, like this, I'm ready. I mean, would you ever do that? Would you ever? Is there any fucking thing that you have, like anything that you hold dear that you would go to the fucking Capitol with a gun? It's not rational, but <laughs> it's, it's legal. And so I know it's legal. They, they want to flex to the limit their, their legal right. But I, I you know, it's like freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is legal, but you know the way you use it, people are going to judge you for it. There is a very big difference between a gun and talking. I could go, you n-word this and that. No, I'm, not about, I'm not talking about like like you know whether or not they're 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 the same. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm talking about people exercising their rights to the limit of the law. Yeah, I I hear you, but what I'm saying is you're exercising how you talking, and that's one thing. Well, they're somebody, going. Somebody could say something, and I'll be like, what you just said is stupid. And okay. somebody could put a gun somewhere because they have the right to, and I'll say, that's stupid too. Well, I don't know, man. You put a gun in someone's face. That's threatening. Well, th that brings us to, you know, those two McMichael guys, you know. Dude, okay, check this. I wanted to talk about this so much. I didn't think we'd have time. There's that. That's They're wrong. Hey, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. But yeah. 
say that right now. <laughs> They're wrong. They are. But but or not that guy messed up, you know. Exactly. That, exactly. But there's a you know, it's but, not that sense. But there's a thing that happens here is when remember when we were talking earlier a while back about Trump and it's disingenuous, right? With the, you know, he's he's successful. He's not successful, you know, and then that polarizes the right. Here's another polarizing issue. It's when you say they're wrong and leave it at that. He was wrong too. They have video footage of him fucking casing the joint or just so happens to be or on picking it out, you know, but private property, you know, yeah. 10, 10, 10 miles away, just in his lugs, you know, and then he's taking a jog in his lugs and they said that he stole something or, and they had like, you know, whatever, it, you know, maybe if he d wasn't there, this wouldn't happen, but they are wrong for taking the law in their hands. And what happened like with Trevon Martin and stuff like that, you would see a picture of him when he was younger. Not yeah. when he was like his full gangster self. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, what the Zimmerman guy did was wrong, but they did something to that guy in the sense that they would edit parts of the, um, the, the phone call to make it seem like he was more ludicrous than he was. He is an idiot, by the way. But yeah. because there is some skewing of the truth, these motherfucking Republican guys or whoever's on this side, they, they latch on to that little bit of disingenuousness and they grow a movement. And, and then it becomes polarized on both ends. What those guys did was wrong, straight the fuck up. But what they're saying about him, they're, what is the opposite of demonized? They're, I don't know. Angelicizing him? Yeah, fuck, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, they're making him to be something he's not, you know? Like, oh, he was just out there for a run. I mean, uh, come on, man. They got foot, they had the footage of that guy at their fucking place many a time, just looking at, looking around. And then, then they'd say these, th this is how dumb it is. They're like, you don't understand. He was just looking at that place because as a young man, you look at construction sites. No. No. Uh, well, he had a prior history with the law too. I mean, he just—he had a history of making bad choices. I agree. He, sh um, those two fucks shouldn't have done what they did. Right. They—they—they they, they shouldn't have. You know. And, and, and that's—that's that's a truth. But there's also a truth in the other side too. Condemn him, but again, you have—you have a history of making poor choices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, another, mm -hmm. This is another one of them. And this is—and and this what this does is galvanize more young men who make bad choices and say, you know what. It's this. It's the fucking man. These fucking people, and like, what's what, what's going on with them is they see these little bits and pieces of truth not being seen, and they're thinking, you know what? Fuck this. My side won't. And so you got both sides saying my side's not being seen, you know. Mm -hmm. And you have a result of these idiots doing this to another. I'm not gonna, you know, let's not speak ill yeah, of the, the dead. The they were wearing the the hoodies after after the Trayvon Martin. Um, in this one, they were wearing the white shirts and jogging and saying that they were running with them. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, this it, it starts to go to the whole Me Too movement too. Yeah, oh yeah. You don't just, you can't just pick a side and say that's my side, and if you're against that side, you're fucking evil. That's what where we're at now. Even having this fucking conversation, it has to be. It, every everything should be. Let's look at what this is. Let's turn it. Let's look at it from the top and the bottom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're out. Okay, I so agree out of this how can we fix it so that this doesn't happen again what's well the th those fucking guys shouldn't have took the law in their hands well the yeah. solution that you, right you know the solution is getting getting it out there that you don't you 
you know, you're not a vigilante, you know, just because you were a cop or you have, you know, uh, concealed carry cards or whatever, doesn't mean you get to go out and play wannabe cop. I agree with that. But at the same time, don't be going on people's properties, you know, because you might meet. There's that too, but you know, they don't, don't meet some crazy fucking guys because they're crazy. They called 911. They said, hey, you know, there's been break-ins. There's a guy, he's looking at a house. Can you guys just go and ask him what he's doing? You know? Yeah. Word is they tried many times to get this guy arrested. They just didn't. What's wrong with following him? You know, and just or they're with your guns. Oh. That's stupid. That was stupid, right? Yeah. That, that's escalating. Oh yeah. That's and there was two of them. I mean, like and there's two of them, and the other one stood on the top of the back of the truck. Yeah. You know, to cover the other one, it was yeah. an execution. Dude. They didn't mean to. I, I I do think it was more of an ego. Like police people on their own probably have a bit of an ego. And so these guys are ex-cops or some shit, right? And they just fucking just... Yeah, the dad was with the police department before. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the other problem like I see with that case is that no charges were brought. Yeah, what's that about? So there's more to the story. Yeah. So the, this, this kind of starts to go to the whole, um, the whole idea of, of, of racism in the state. You know? mm, yeah, yeah. Is it built in? Is it endemic? And the fact that the state doesn't have um, uh, hate crime laws, they can't be charged as a hate crime. Mm. Why would a state not have or recognize hate crimes as something that should be elevated when when becoming punishment? That's a rough go, though, because, you know, like, I don't know about you, but in my head, I'm thinking, man, there's probably a lot of racists there. And that's probably just when you say systemic, I think fucking for real. And like the true thing about a racist is that they don't think they're racist. And we're not talking, I'm not talking about some guy making a joke. That's not, I don't inherently think that's racist at all. I think it's truly thinking, well, those people do this or those people are lazy or those people that's true racism and i know them and they're racist there's people out there i know that are truly racist they don't even notice they're just like i'm not racist but you know what you can't my daughter will not marry you know a black guy (laughs) yeah you know and you're like that's pretty fucking racist and they even fucking know it too and then when you call them out on it you go like well, why is it you're not cool with this person marrying this person? And then they'll say, they said, what did they say? They said, well, it's because this person did this and that. And this created actions that didn't exist. Right. And just expanded on it. And like, that's why. But in reality, when you see the text that went behind the scenes, it's something that's, I don't want blacks in my family, that kind of bullshit. And like, you are fucking racist. And the fact that you're hiding it, it's like, you know, it's wrong. And yet you choose it. You know, I've heard fucking racists say, I just didn't like those people. One time I was in California and I was sitting at a table and they didn't serve me. And I was just like, there is truly a, and it's not like they're normal people. They're not like normal people in the sense of like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because they truly are dumb. They are, they're a, a level of stupidity that you, you just don't. That they they could carry. You know what? I've heard that somebody said that uh, the word moron was a disease was a, a word when it first came out. Was like a like a way of um, like you're dumb, but you've convinced people that you have intelligence. And then when you find out, oh, 
you're you know because yet you know retard and those kinds of words of that idiot idiot and things like that were all like words and moron was defined as like a person i don't know this is bro science though but it was like but it was funny when i heard it, it was like you found out oh this person's stupid like they say like like say this would be an example of moron hey follow me i know where the where the gold's at and you're like oh man this guy knows what's up right and you go indians kill you you know <laughs> like like back in the day you know you're like fuck this guy is a moron <laughs> or like Hey, travel with me on this boat. We'll find treasures over here. And then the fucking boat crashes because it has holes in it. Fuck, this guy got me. And there's like a, and everybody in their life knows of a person who's fundamentally tricked them in a situation. And they didn't even mean to. They're just dumb like that. And you're like, oh shit, I have just stumbled into this stupid situation. What well, I, I wonder. God. And I think races are of that ilk because I've met a couple and they're that they, they carry on normally, but they're very dumb. I think that's their way of coping with the way things are. What do you mean? It's, it's, there's their, maybe their lives suck, you know, um, they're not in a situation that they wanted. And it's, you know what? It's gotta be because of those people right there. <laughs> well yeah i think there's that but i think there's a i think it's a skew of the way the brain works or there's you know i i you know i don't like my standing but at least i'm not these people you know <laughs> those people beneath me so that i feel a sense of power and control you know they're bullies they're bullies and they use the color of your skin you know at, at, as a way to identify you to bully I know. I think it goes deeper than that, and I think it's. It's a I think, You're right. I, I think it's a simplistic way of 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 um. Okay, these people are morons, and the reason why I say this is because there's something in their brain that just gravitates to the most simplest answer that they could come up with because they're stupid. And like, I mean, like, there's you. Want, I don't know what other word you can use other than like they don't want to open their mind to the possibility that they could be wrong or the possibility that it's them, not, not, not the world, it's them. Because then <laughs> to acknowledge something like that, you, you're denying your upbringing, all the values and everything that you taught, that, 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 was, that you were taught was important. You know, your way of, of doing things and of thinking has been wrong. Mm. You know, some people, they can't, they can't deal with that. They, 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 so it the would change their world. It would for the better. Oh, of course. They still, need to, they still need to admit that they were wrong. And so, it's like, it's like the people that voted for Trump and doesn't matter what he says or what he does, they're still going to back him. And that's because they don't want to admit that they voted the wrong way. That they, well, voted, well, 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 that tricked them into there are people, though, that he was on their side. They, he could do something. And then pe- there are people on the left that would literally think that, whatever, even if it was right, it would, no, what he did was wrong because he's orange or whatever the fuck. Right, 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 right. Yeah, there's that too. There's, yes, yes. Like and I, I said, th- I think the racism itself is a symptom of a, a way a brain works of these people that think they know what they're doing, but they don't. And they don't want to examine their, their I like that, uh, their upbringing their values and really have a talk with themselves to see where they're going. And I, I think mean, that racism is just a simple. My grandfather who sat me on his knee and taught me all these things yeah. and told me all these stories. You talk, you're saying that he was evil. Yeah. Or the TV. 
Or the TV. <laughs> or what you grew up with the TV. Yeah. There are literally people who watch Fox News or CNN and they quite literally aren't watching it. It's just on in the back. It makes them comfort. And, to the, and they go to sleep listening to this fucking channel. You know? Kevin, uh, Superman is a symbol of, you know, American exceptionalism and you're, you know, you're a bad person for, you know, for, for you know, looking up to him and, and following his work and, you know, not saying anything bad about him. That's true. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't turn around and say, oh shit, you know, I should take all my Superman stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's that kind of thing. I mean, it's extreme, but, but, but it's that same thing, you know, things that we value, you know, and for somebody else to come in and tell us something like that, you know, um, it, it, it'd be really hard for us to just put it down and say, you know what, you're right. The way I've been doing things my entire life has been wrong. I'm going to start changing, you know, how I think. Um, I, I really do think part of it is a coping mechanism. No, but there are people who can really perceive what they're doing is wrong and still move forward and say, yeah, you're right. Being racist is wrong. And then say outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, black people, whatever. And then like behind the scenes when no one's looking. They don't, they don't move forward, dude. They move out. They leave. Um, I've, I've met people from, you know, Louisiana, different parts of the South, and they're usually Democrats because they were from there. They didn't like the way people thought about things down there. And they were able to acknowledge, Hey, there's something wrong here with the way that people are seeing other people. And they ended up coming to California because it's about as far left <laughs> as you can go. Yeah. You know, geographically wise and, 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 you know, politically wise. I think I think uh, we tend that to... sounds like privilege, though. Like if you if you have a privileged life, you're able to make that move. And if you're not privileged, what do you do? You end up staying there. But now you got a problem. Now you either fit in, or you can get fucked up. Dude, you're fucking right, dude. Most of these people that I'm talking about, <coughs> they they're not leaving. And it's not even they like to like think it's someone else's fault but really reality is it's their fault they could have done something to move they if i'm an american, american living in a place that's racist as fuck i'm not gonna stay there mm. get the fuck out. you know i'm gonna go somewhere where you know it's appreciated you know, where 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 differences you know i, I don't want to say welcomed or not seen but it's just it's not a it's not a thing it's not a stigma you know um people are people and whatever backgrounds they bring with them just makes the whole thing richer. Most people can't leave, though. That's the thing. And so it, it becomes a, co a coping mechanism, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, shit, man. Inner city youth. Kids that join gangs. They think that that's the way of life. They don't want to know that if they bear down and bust their asses that there's a possibility that they can move out of that and make a better life for themselves and their kids. So they're like the same people. Yes, man. It, yeah, it's I think you're right. I think that's what it is. And like when people are trying to simplify it and say they're racist or they're this, they're really just, it's just close-minded. It's, it's simple. I'm just going to get high and beat somebody up for their money so I can keep getting high. Yeah. It's a simple solution. What? You want me to go and uh, follow directions and do what other people tell me and read these books and do all these other steps and procedures and stuff? to do what i want to do but you know what there's a th i think this is, it, i think it's the same kind of thought process but like okay for instance there's these like people i know they're like 
the Mexicans are they're all about Mexicans. I don't know what the, I haven't, I've seen like one or two Mexicans in Michigan, honestly. I know one guy, Jose, that's it. And that, I mean, that is it. Like they don't have Home Depot. Like, you know, like Home Depot where the, like there's a bunch of people waiting for a job yeah. or something that, that doesn't exist here. And um, I have to say the, the way they think they're like, they're taking our jobs and like i'm like what jobs like electrician or like engineer what jobs are they taking and then it'd be like you know our jobs i'm like you mean like picking oranges because are you gonna fucking work that are you gonna pick have you ever picked oranges i mean like that's backbreaking labor <laughs> like you ain't fucking doing that you know are you picking strawberries that shit ain't easy that's that shit's hard farm that shit's not easy. That shit is hard. We're taking minimum wage jobs that they wouldn't want to do anyways. Yeah, and not even that. There's like, there's worse jobs than that that are just shitty. And it keeps things cheap. You know, yeah. you want to that low price for the little crate of uh, strawberries or grapes or whatever. Yeah. What? But the, like the the, the 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 thing I'm getting at is that is the the thought process of that. Like, here, why are you mad at someone taking a job you wouldn't take? Again. It's a coping mechanism. There's, there, somebody, oh, yeah. somebody gave them that as a solution, and you're, you know what? Yeah, and it's easier to be pissed off at something than it is to actually go out and do something about it. I agree. You know? uh, it, it's, it's, it's the people that you know they just, they just want to sit on the sofa or whatever and be lazy and just come up with excuses and excuses and excuses for shit. Now, you know what? I think you can expand this even more, like protesting. You got people who like the most they'll do is protest an issue rather than getting like, I remember I watched something on green. Uh, was it? I read something in the news. It was like a uh, global warming, fucking 1000 scientists got together and protested. And I'm like, what? Wait, 1000 scientists, you know, like what is, what is a problem that a thousand scientists couldn't figure out? Like they couldn't organize, they organized to protest, but they couldn't organize to make something like what happened to inventions? Like, the CO2 scrubber, like you can scrub carbon dioxide. I mean, solar panels exist, you know, like who fucking get made that? Like you tell me a thousand scientists got together and instead of thinking a way out, they, they protest. And I think that that's just a mode of, of that kind of person, that person who thinks that they, they're not racist. Like, like I think it's just a closed minded way of thinking, you know, like, oh yeah, it's these people. Oh yeah, obviously it's you know the Republicans. Oh yeah, it's obviously the, it's global warming and it's the corporations. They come up with some kind of fucking mythical enemy, and rather than trying to fix the problem, they just protest. And that's like it's a new form of laziness. It used to be people would just sit on the couch, drink the beer. Now it's they'll protest, thinking they did something or make a YouTube video. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, this this is an example. It's probably been beat to death, but I mean, it's just you know. Uh, Nazi Germany, you know, where they were at after World War One, you know, uh, their economy was a mess mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and nobody had a solution, but somebody else came along and said, the Jews, they fucked everything up for us. So, you know, let's hate them. And guess what? Things will get better. Well, things were already actually getting better when Hitler came to power. But again, like you said, because they went in to Michigan with their guns and change happened, they think that that's what drove that change. And that wasn't it. Yeah. And you know, you know it, Autobahn wasn't Hitler's idea. It was actually something that had already been developed, you know, by the government. He just got to cut the tape on it. Mm -hmm. you know, he got to ride that wave up. And yeah. at the same time, you know, he, he spit some hateful stuff 
to get people to feel better about where they were at right now because they didn't want to wait five, 10 years for the situation to get better. They wanted the situation better right now. Mm -hmm. But like most people. That, yeah, that's most people. I mean, yeah, most people don't want to work. They want to, they just want to, you know, now. I want it now from the now generation. But you're right though, like a Hitler coming up, you got these fucks you know, protesting with their guns. And then, I mean, what's next? You know, like, what what's the next thing? Well, obviously protesting with guns work. What, it's not working now? We must escalate. And then maybe that will work. Because I'm not comparing I, it to Nazis, you know, but the, 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 what I am talking about here is just, what you, what you kind of said they they want the simplest solution you know they don't want to they don't want to think their way out of it yeah 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 you know? and that's a lot of people like nowadays and i think the media is really pushing that narrative because like i'm saying you get like you get these people that get on the fucking thing and like i'm very mad at you you know like i'm like what the fuck what are you doing what are you doing lady? all you do is protesting and you get with more people and you're protesting and you guys are just protesting. You're just like another version of talking, you know, another version of nothingness, you know? And then people are like, oh, let's give this person an award. And I'm like, what about that one guy? There was like this uh, boy on slot. He creates this uh, machine to clean the oceans. So he had, he was 16, comes up with this fucking thing. No one, no one hears about his ass. You know what they do here, like four years later after he failed, the version one or two or whatever didn't work. So he just kept doing it again and again. Now he got it to work. And no one talks about his success. We just talk about his failure. But here you got a guy who comes from nothing, you know, or whatever. And he created a solution, you know. And then, but, but that is not being applauded. What's being applauded is, I'm very mad at you. Or, I hate Red Man. Or, I, the Republicans are dumb. You know, that kind of bullshit. That's the only people who are getting applauded. But there are actually people out there that can make stuff. It's because with, with, with that mentality, too, you don't have to take responsibility. You're throwing it on somebody else. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're not taking responsibility for what you've done or what you haven't done or for how you think or how you voted. You know, you could just throw that on somebody and say it's, it's their fault. You know? I hey, agree. Have you, seen, uh, have you seen Spaceship Earth? It's on Hulu. Is is that the one where they move the earth, the entire planet? No, no, no. no. Well, uh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> that's a the Japanese blockbuster. No, it's a, it's a documentary about um, the the Biosphere Two lab that they built out in the desert. Okay. And the idea was to create a closed system. Okay. Close this whole place in glass. Uh huh. And uh, have you ever seen Biodome? Yeah. Okay. Holy it's, sure. It's Biodome. Biodome. Okay. Um, and everybody was focused on its failures, but it was never meant to be a full-on success. They knew they weren't going to be able to figure out how to create a, a an enclosed system where they could clean the air and clean the water and be able to, you know, use their own shit, you yeah. know, as fertilizer, you know, a la the Martian, you know. Um, but everybody focused on the failure of it. Yeah. You know, and and that's all anybody really remembers. Oh, it failed. Oh, they brought in CO2. That's stuff. true. That's true. Oh, they they pumped in oxygen. No, that's that's that should have been a recognition of what we were doing wasn't working. Hmm. You know, so to keep from dying and to keep the experiment going, we pumped in oxygen while we hmm. figure out how to fix this thing. But guess what? Even even in the biosphere, them trying to make all the right perfect decisions, you know, with with care to sustainability, they couldn't figure it out. Which means that 
we need to come up with a solution because if the whole world is not a perfect system right now, you know, we're not, we haven't eliminated, you know, internal combustion engines. We haven't eliminated coal. We haven't eliminated shit, even wind farms, right? Yeah. Because that has environmental impacts. It does. Um, yeah. You, you're, you're, you're decreasing the wind energy and that messes up. The, the available wind energy for pollination and movement of, of plants and animals. Shit, I didn't even know that. I thought wind energy was a good deal. Um, this is not. I mean, it's it's not perfect, but it, it's it's better than burning shit. Yeah. Well, I shit. I agree. I mean, like, we need to work on the planet, and it's it's true that people do not focus on the success of things; they just focus on the failures, and that's with everything too, with leaders. But what, is it, what does it take to make those changes? You got to give up the way you do things. I think it's a fundamental thing that's not being taught in schools. Uh, we're, we're teaching it. That's funny because you're a teacher. But again, uh, it doesn't work because of home. Uh, okay, when you're working with low income you know, families and stuff, they're living in an apartment. They don't want to hear about solar cells. Yeah. You know? They don't want to hear about this or that. They want to know, is this going to save me money? I can't afford to go out and buy an EV, you know, or a hybrid because, you know, they, they, they cost too much or there's no subsidies for it or anything anymore. So I'm just going to keep buying my, you know, my, my cheap car or whatever I can get into. Again, it's not them consciously making a bad decision to make a bad decision because they're bad people. It's, it's that they're in a situation where they really can't do the thing. They can't make that choice. They, they can't. You know, they're, they're but I, I think, though, as a young child growing up, if you're learning the fundamentals of failure is good and, you know, learning from mistakes is a good thing and then moving forward, that's a good thing. You're good. But but it's 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 hard to teach that. But then you created a system in which failure is not good. Right. So um, that's, that's a hard thing to teach. I like I like problem solving. I wish I could do more with it. Um, my school, right now we have 15-minute periods, and it's so hard to take somebody through an experience in 50 minutes, you know, where you do problem solving. And, yeah, you could say, well, let's do it over the course of a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, but every day you kind of got to reset and refresh with, 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 with kids. And Yeah, you got to get that shit within a day. What are you talking about? <laughs> you got to get that done. Right. So we wanted hour and a half periods. Do you mm. remember the block schedule in high school? Yeah. Did you hate it? Yeah. Well, I didn't. No. I, I'm either, you know, outside I, looking in, you know. I, I liked it, you know, because it gave me an opportunity to manage my time after school. So, mm. like, let's say, you know, a teacher gave us an assignment on Monday. It wasn't due to Wednesday. So I could do because, it. Because, yeah, it was every Monday. other day. Yeah. And that gave me the chance to do, you know, stuff with ROTC or stuff in theater and manage my time. Something else that I got to learn, you know, at that age, time management. Okay. But right now we do all periods every day. And so the five or six homework assignments that you get on Monday, you got to get them done Monday night. And that gives very little time to extracurricular activities. Especially if six periods are giving you, you know, fucking homework. And, and, and so, you know, I, I think it, it, it kind of keeps the cycle going. Um, kids get depressed. Uh, they don't see the point. There's no immediate satisfaction in things. We can't drive that problem solving thing because there is, there is something to be said. When you figure out something for yourself and learn that, hey, failure is not a bad thing. 
thing. It's a learning opportunity. That is something I'm trying to teach my kid. You know, that's it, a hard thing to learn. It just is. It's empowering. It's it empowering. Is. And it teaches yeah. you that you can do things. Now, here's the thing. Uh, you know, do we want everybody realizing that they can do things? You know, does everybody really want full-on equality where everybody's making the same money that, you know, the upper middle class is making? I don't know if that, I mean. People it don't seems, want that. It, my, yeah, I hear you, but it, it feels like if that was – that was America, right? And everyone's learning that they can actually do things and figure things out. I think that's where innovation comes into play. Well, that's but, but then you start talking about, you know, Star Trek world. Yeah. You know, where well, that's beautiful. What are you talking about? Everyone's working to better themselves. It is beautiful. But you're taking greed out of the equation in that. You know, the, 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 the idealism that was presented in the original Star Trek was that greed is not really there anymore. You know, so you don't have the top one or two percent controlling all these resources. You shouldn't have talked about Star Trek. What the fuck are you doing? Look, the <laughs> greed it's greed was then realized that it wasn't greed, it was the motivation to do things. And then right. they, they would then motivate themselves not for personal gain, but to the betterment of themselves. So that in Star Trek world, they would be it wouldn't be I'm trying to buy a new house because I can just make a house. I'm not trying to get this. I'm not trying to get that. And material things is nothing. What I'm trying to do is become captain, become this, or the youth be the better me. The youth are empowered from the go, right? Yeah. They do things. Yeah. They, they want to do things. They want to they wanna grow. That's what I um, – that, and that's the thing I'm trying to get at is, like, if we could just galvanize our culture into we can do better and failure is a good thing and let's move forward. And then, like, just – it would be nice to start it with Star Trek material needs. And that's the thing. No, that's the key right there. Their needs are met. Okay. Well, taking it back to COVID, right? Hey, did we do everything in these last eight weeks and telling everybody to stay at home that we needed to do to get ready to come out of it? Hmm. You know? And if you criticize or say no, you're on one side of the political. Agreed, agreed, agreed. You know? If you say, well, we did everything we could, and, you know, this and that then you're on the complete other side and, and you're totally missing the point. It's like, Hey, we all just made this huge fucking sacrifice. Did we maximize and get the most that we could out of it? I think that if we understood what America is or was it supposed to be, we would have made a better decision than to closing and flattening the curve. In fact, I think like America was always a ride or die kind of place. You know, you got fucking think about it. You know, 400 years ago, or they, they freaking got some bunch of people get on a fucking boat, and then, you know, they're like, <laughs> they don't know if the world's going to end. They just heard that the world is round. They're like, fuck it, the world's fucking round? Fuck that. But then they're like, let's take a chance. And they fuck, that's the bravery of, of that. They're like, ride or die. They fucking, what, did they, what did they do to the poor guys that, you know, it was, it was their, their job, unfortunately, to enforce like the Stamp Act? you know, or to, to charge taxes. It was like, Hey man, they're fucking telling me I can't, I can't do business unless I charge these taxes. Oh, fuck you. We're going to tar and feather you. you yeah. Know? I'm just saying like, that's, that's the America. What they should have did was just realize what America is like trying to enforce people to just stay in their houses. That's not an American thing to do. Like in the sense that like you won't get people to follow that because right. they're going to come up unless you created some kind of an education system that worked all of a sudden, I mean, that's the only way that that's going to work. Uh, give me a second. But, hey, all right, guys. Um, I'm going to clip this together with the other one. 
we had some technically technical uh, difficulty and uh, we were ranting about how to fix everything, but that's not going to happen. I just think that uh, working to the betterment of humanity is just not a thing in the cards right now. Um, there's, there's too many, uh, it's, it's too polarized right now. And then we've got, we've got the loudest person, you know, in politics kind of just driving to polarize it even more. And you yes. got, you know, even his, his own party president, former president, you know, kind of like just came out and said something. Yeah. You know, it was maybe veiled in there that, you know, Trump should probably be talking in a different way to kind of bring us together. It's not um, happening, and he's going to be president for another four years. That's that's a legit. That's a legit thing, man. Um, I mean, because Biden, that's just not happening. I mean, he's purposely not talking, and when he does talk, it's not good. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, but is it the same kind of not good? It's like, what do you want to pick? You want to pick a guy who is just making more people pissed. But at least he's a little centered. I mean, like, I really do think that although he's an idiot when he talks, I mean, he does he is getting shit done. But when it comes to Biden, I feel like he's so incompetent that. Well, I have to say, I mean, I can see Trump talking to Putin. I can see that conversation going pretty good because Trump knows how to talk. I mean, not on the TV, but I, I'm pretty sure he's good at talking to a person. Huh? He got played by Putin. He, he, I, he didn't build yeah. a relationship where he could work with the guy. Got played by him. Well, I'm pretty sure that Biden would be played by by sitting in a closet. And he goes, yeah, 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 that's a special room. And then fucking Biden would just be sitting there drooling. You know, I, I mean, I really do think that when our president, like, he seems he gives off this image of like, I'm going to shoot nukes and, you know, <laughs> I'm he crazy. Is he is unpredictable. And when you got Biden, you got like, um, he's not run, he's a puppet, you know? And then, so it's like, what, what do you want? You want a puppet guy or do you want this guy? You have a known quantity in, in, in Biden. Um, what do you mean? Know. He's crazy. What are you talking about? It's like having a vice president for president. But he's always been like that. I know. The gaff king, you know? I know. And that's not the guy who's going to be president. You know, like if I had to take a, ch a ch chance on someone who's like out of his mind, but keeps moving. And then you got a guy who's out of his mind and doesn't move at all. I think, I think, I think the important pick is going to be whoever his VP is. Oh, you, you think that, uh, oh yeah, he's going to pick a person of color. He said, and a female. Uh, I don't know that that's a good idea. What? No, that's, that is who he is. If he's Democrat, he's picking trans or fucking lesbian or fucking black person or something like that. Whatever is part of the oppression Olympics, he's gonna pick someone like that. I mean, that's not that's not gonna influence my vote, but I'm th I'm thinking that it would influence enough people's vote. You know? Oh no, no, he's not. He's not gonna win. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that guy's not gonna win. Period. I'm just saying that he could pick any vice president on the fucking earth. Oh, maybe if it was a fucking alien. I think that. <laughs> you know that you'd be set you know i'm gonna i'm gonna get zing zing over here he's from the planet carbopulus but he was born here so he's an american citizen you Carbopulous know Michael. yeah but like i'm telling you you know like that guy ain't gonna i mean it's the way it's the way the, the electoral college works you know if it was maybe like a popular vote or something maybe 
I would see that being a real good chance. I still see I still see the value behind the electoral college. I mean, it sucks that you know the popular vote, you know, showed one thing and the electoral college came back, you know, different. But but I I get I get the rationale behind it, but I, I still feel like the country gets split into regions. It, well, of course, but that's what the coalition building is. It's a uh, California. You gotta talk to this state to get to this state to work other things. That's the way it is. I don't know, man. It's coalition building, popular vote. I think in the year twenty twenty, we should just go by popular vote because we have the internet. And if you don't have the internet, fuck you. <laughs> just vote online. Yeah, I mean seriously. I mean, like if you can make banking, you know fucking secure you know like i mean i said it's not like i pulled my money out of the bank right you know i don't think anyone has you know and there are people who do and they're, they're the weird ones but most people they're gonna keep their money there same thing with the votes you know and then they will never do that though because you have it's very polarized people are like oh they should they can manipulate it with the it's hard to manipulate mail and but you can fucking manipulate mail and votes but I guess it's harder, but is it? I mean, if you can make bank, it's not like you and me are going to go, I look like Kim Jong-un. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like you or me are going to hack the government or anything like that. We're not ha- hacking bank accounts. They are hackable, but that's not a thing that happens, you right. know? So, like, I mean, whatever the banks are doing, do that with voting and you're set, you know? I think there's always been a push against online well, against increased access to voting. I mean, there's always been a push to restrict voting. Yeah. Um, you know, voter IDs, you know, pushes for that and, 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 and that kind of thing. Um, again, I, I feel like that kind of drives a certain agenda. People want only certain kinds of people to vote. A Republican would never win ever again if voting was at the nature. You're not Trump's own mouth, man. Huh? You're not a Trump's own mouth. Yeah, well, he said, uh, yeah, he did say that. He did say that the electoral vote's bad and blah. He's right, though. It, I'm telling you, man, if everyone was a vote for vote, one person, one person, right? And it's on the, it's online. The fucking Republicans would never win again. Not not a day. Because I've I seen the Republican people who are just like, I don't know what's happening. They can't even work the fucking internet. They don't know what the fuck they're doing, you know? Nah, I'm generalizing. You know, there are actual people that are intelligent. But like, no, the, the, I, I think if you – it's the same thing in education. You just provide multiple ways for somebody to access something. I agree. In education, you're trying to, you're trying to get to the central idea where you come up with different ways to get through it, you know, through lecture, through activities, through videos, through music, through discussions, you know, Socratic method. You know, you try all these different ways, and then, you know, different people are going to fall into different categories, and they're going to be like, oh, this works for me. And you know, that makes so much sense, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't it make sense to just in the year 2020 when we have fucking things on Mars and we know more about the universe that like a child will know more about the universe than someone 600 years ago, you know, I mean, we should move in the direction of the internet, you know, like that's what we're doing now. Look, look at us. We're having a fucking conversation on Zoom. This would be impossible. Yeah, Dude, we are, we are, dude, we are using, we are cyborgs. This is that we have an interface with our hands to the machine, you know, it's only 10 more years. We're going to be hooked in and we're talking with our mind. Shit. But um, I'm just saying like, I mean, why not have voting be on the internet? And I think that once that happens, that's when she gets kind of crazy because then 
the Democrats will just constantly be winning and running this fucking country into a socialistic kind of fucking thing. You do need conservatives. You do need that pullback. You do need conservatives. They're, I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like all like super far left. I, yeah. I mean, I'm left, but I'm, I, 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 I'd like to think I'm towards the middle on a lot of things. I like to feel that because like I'm all about abortion, but I'm all like, I'm all about guns too. You know, <laughs> like those are two like different sides. You know, I'm about free speech, period, you know, first and foremost, you know, but I, I do side with a lot of conservative ideas, but at the same time, man, fucking board away. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for guns too. You know, I've thought about buying a gun, you know, I, I have fond memories of going out and shooting with my uncles and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, to me, that's really important. I think everybody should that should be part of like learning too. I think, um, you know, building a fire, you know, survival skills and being able to operate a fire. Basic. Basic, basic. Yeah. 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 Um, but as far as, you know, what somebody can own. <laughs> yeah. That's where, that's where I start to differ, you know? Well, you know, I mean like shotguns, like, 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 okay. So most of the gun shootings and everything like that are mostly like people, who obtain a gun through nefarious means anyways it's not like a like a normal gun buyer and they go and shoot and do stuff like that but could they have gotten a tank right i mean whatever fucking level of tank <laughs> it is make it like that you know i i think everyone should have a gun but like when it goes when it goes pew 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 you know real fast if you're shot at m16 man that shit's laser dude well, me I'm, maybe i'm just that good i'm a terrible shot but when i had an m16 i'm like bip, 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 bip. it's like right down the center there's a lot of guns out there that are like that and i i don't know i mean maybe maybe make the guns a little bit less like that you know and then so you would have a gun so if someone breaks in you have the the boomstick and kaboom that person's dead i'm with that but you shouldn't have a kaboom, 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 and killing multiple people in school. Let me, I, I, I say this, man. If you had a fucking like a like a brick, and yeah, you could kill someone with a brick. But if you killed a hundred people with a fucking brick, you know maybe the world should end. I mean, like, what the fuck were the other ninety nine people doing? They were like, they saw you killed that dude with the brick, and they they just kept letting it go. You know, number ninety nine. What the fuck were you doing, guy? You just saw ninety eight people die with a brick. What were you doing? You know. So like, I mean. But were those people in your key demographic? <laughs> were those people in, in positions of power or were their families in positions of power to create changes regarding laws about bricks? Yeah. Uh, well, n that is stupid. What you're saying is stupid. <laughs> what, 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 what is the point you're getting at? Because, like, I mean, like, you don't need to regulate a brick. It's a point I was making earlier. You know, the laws are only going to change when... I know, see. If you're killing rich people with bricks, you know. If there's a if there's a brick that can kill 50 rich people at a time. Yeah. You know, it has been like these poor... Oh, it's only like schools of like... I don't think they're rich. They're like poor people. You don't see these like Beverly Hills school getting shot up and shit. And I think like if that happened, that's when shit changes. But then again, you know, didn't Beverly Hills burn in California? And it, shit didn't change. I don't. I don't think it would change because um, it doesn't matter the school. Only because um, if it happens far away, if it doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect you. 
that's what most people huh that's what most people they 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 don't perceive things like you have five people working and then there's that one guy who's an asshole to that other guy and then because this happens a lot and then everyone else is like well he's not an asshole to me so i don't really care i've always been the guy who's like well he's an asshole to him i already don't trust you you know but most people aren't like that they're like well it didn't affect me must have been you you know well, I mean, I, I think it, I think it's all of us are like that. That's why we're not giving our paychecks to like all kinds of charities and stuff, you know, because it doesn't affect us. We're fucking poor. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would we give our money to anybody? In fact, I don't even know why can't, fuck, America should not give its money to anybody other than America. You know, they just keep donating and shit. You know, like, did you know that in Africa they were like, we need to donate another trillion dollars to to them. I'm like, wait, what? Did we did we donated a trillion to them to begin with? Yeah, because I guess COVID was happening to them now, and they gave them a lot of money to try to help them out. Well, okay, so that made sense. It made really good sense before, because we would invest to prevent their shit from coming this way. And there's been other things like COVID-19 that could have done this same thing that's happening right now that didn't because people were, you know, looking that far ahead. Um, so and- you're thinking maybe that was a good deal we invested in. Man, I just think that we shouldn't put the money out. I know I see what you're saying, but fucking if, okay, in my house, you know, if there's no food on the table for one of my kids, just the one, uh, I'm not going to be like, you know what? I'm going to donate some of my money to, to next door because they're not eating, you know, but what about that one kid? So what I'm, my grander point is this, there are people starving in this country. Mm-hmm. So it's stupid yeah. to donate money to another country when you got these people that are poor. Same thing with education. You know, you got, you know, fucking other, we're, we're trying to educate other countries and shit like that, I guess. But what about the fucking people here, you know? Well, it's because then uh, World War II. You had a similar argument being made. Why are we sending, you know. That's a war, though. A threat, okay? A threat to our way of life, you know? But people didn't perceive it that way. What Roosevelt was doing was spending money and sending supplies so that that shit stayed over there, you know? So that we could keep what we have here the way we like it now a lot of a lot you're making a lot of the same arguments that people were making back then why are we spending money to supply britain it's their fucking war if if you know if hitler takes over britain fuck it that's just a tiny little island you know we're we're america anyways you know we we fought the revolutionary war to get away from it blah 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 blah. but again it's a threat it's a potential threat and roosevelt was somebody that was able to see way out in front to know hey, this is worth investing in. Yeah, okay, we got our problems here. Yeah, we just, we're still coming out of the Great Depression and we're still not at 100%. But guess what? This is worth our effort and energy and resources to send them shit to keep that shit over there. And hopefully they win. Hopefully they win and hopefully they can defeat this. Oh shit, it's not happening. Well, guess what? Since we are producing this stuff, we can actually make this shit for ourselves too if we ever get into it. And guess what? It happened. I hear you, but I mean, there's a precedent for there was a war before, and now we're learning from it, and that's why we're funding Britain, right? Now we have now. Now there's no war that's threatening us or fucking country that's gonna unite to get us. I mean, like, yeah, you have your like. It's, like, you're I, right. it's a threat, though. 
Eh, I mean, like Germany was a, like a viable threat because it took over like swaths of land. But I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking strictly geopolitical threats. I'm talking about any kind of threat that exists anywhere. You know, um, even within the U.S. But I, 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 I can. I agree with you know spending money on other places so that that shit either stays over there or we learn what we can from those fuck ups over there so that when it comes here. We've already we already we've already seen it somewhere else how it didn't work and now we can apply it here. That that's you know what I see your point. I'm not gonna argue it. That's how that works. It's just not. I I mean I see I see what you're saying. You're knocking out threats before they become bigger threats. But you know what I think that the American people should have a little bit more say, and that's really, really what should have changed in World War II and on, is that you have you have a president and you have a government, right? And they make decisions and shit and we're spending, but we really don't have any idea who's spending. You know, we're the ones giving them money. We're over the. You're right. Roosevelt, um, he died, you know, uh, before the end of the war and Churchill and Stalin had already made agreements on how shit was going to get divvied up after the war. And Roosevelt was pretty pissed that they had made these agreements in uh in the southeastern part of europe you know about how shit was gonna get divvied up it was imperialism you know it was old school people up at the top making decisions for everybody else so that's that's for right now that that jives with what you're saying you know and unfortunately you know we don't know what would have happened if roosevelt had survived to try and steer them away from that you know because he was really big on social projects see that's what that's one thing a lot like we, we got caught up on the people but not the ideas so i think like if you have an ideal like uh or idea of um ubi universal basic income or whatever or, or maybe maybe for this cycle of four years we spend money here you know or for this cycle of four years or whatever we do this i think that if we could vote for not only a president but for an idea as well so he would have to enforce it like that day i think that would start moving things because then now you're not really voting for a president per se you're actually voting for an idea so like you have four years to come up with a consensus of what we should be doing with money you know or something like what do we do and then like everyone finally gets to like three choices let's say give three choices and we're voting not only on that president who gives a fuck we vote on that idea. And based off of that president's willing or government officials to to force this idea going, that would then dictate, did they accomplish the goal? Because that's, that's what we need to do. Because yeah. w- what's happening now is China, they can make plans for 20 years because they have a regime. So they can keep doing that. You know, they right. just outlast last president, you know, and they're getting shit done. They're moving forward. We're not moving forward. Do you feel like America's moving forward? No, uh, I think, it feels like we're stopped. Well, I, I think this whole uh, this whole pandemic has kind of, you know, shown us our vulnerabilities. No, of course. How well, much of, how much of ourselves we've given to other nations? You know, a lot of our production for people. Okay, okay, okay. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we kind of we've we've given away our strengths. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Well, and going back to what you were saying about, you know, having, uh, uh, like, voting on plans, a president used to represent a plan or a way of thinking and doing things, you know, a policy. They, they still do. Build the wall. 
Well, you know, yeah. Medicare for all. But now, now it's heavy to one way or the other. Yeah. Before it was like, okay, this is a basic set of, you know, plans that I got. Yeah, you can call them Republican, but, you know, it's not super far right, you know. Um, holy cow, dude, I'm getting blown up over here. <laughs> is it a video game thing? No. I know Anthony about the, the thing of a bobber. Uh, you know what? Pause it, dude. Let me see what this is. Pause the shit. Well, things got out of hand, so uh, we have to end this now. So, hey, as always, follow us on the YouTube and follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Review us, hate us, all that good shit. We're out. All right, peace. Peace. All right. Well, that is what we say is that. This is a podcast in which we, you know, got into what makes a game good, you know, and how I value and what, well, I should say both of us, we, we came to the conclusion review, replay value is really what makes a game really good. As opposed to everything else, it's like a symphony, but some parts matter more than others, you know? So that's, that's pretty much it. And then we just jumped into COVID-19 because it really consumes my mind, you know, at the time. Um, yeah, if you like this podcast, please leave a review on the SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever. If you want to see a video version of this, you can just see us on Podcast for We, in which we try to figure out our cameras and shit like that. So, uh, as always, be the better person than you were yesterday and, you know, grow stronger. Be that person tomorrow, today, and stay frosty. Devil and the devil is free.